You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. We began uh, this series of Jesus Is coming out of the John 17 series because we did three weeks where we talked about the high priestly prayer of Jesus. And that last week where we talked out of John 17, verse 24, where Jesus prays that we would behold his glory, I began to just sense, let's just take some time and just focus in on his glory, meaning his attributes, his characteristics, and just spend some weeks just talking about Jesus. And so that's what we've been doing. And today I wanna focus in on this idea that Jesus is with us. And so that's a very simple idea when you hear it, but the complexity of it is, it's pretty stunning. And there's, I mean, it's unending how much we could talk about it. And I want to go to a familiar text, but I think it's one that often we don't apply, even though we know it. And so I want to go to Matthew chapter 28. Let's read this. We kind of in church world call this the great commission. Here's Jesus. He's speaking to his disciples. He's risen from the dead. He's addressing them. And this is the last thing that the gospel of Matthew has for us to read of the words of Jesus. All right, here it is. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted, which is just amazing. And you've got all kinds of different ideas on that. There are some people that like, well, of course they doubted. He was just dead and now he is alive. They're doubting. There's other commentators and ideas that people go, how could they be doubting now that he's, he's risen from the dead? How could there be doubt? I look at it and I go, well, here's the reality. Even in our world today, no matter, no matter how vibrant we see miracles and God at work, it always seems like there's this decision we have to make if we're gonna walk in faith or doubt. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority, everybody say all. All, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I wanna focus in on this massive command that if you think about 11 disciples hearing it from the resurrected Savior, going into the entire planet and do with them what I've done with you. It would feel overwhelming. But after the command, there's this promise. And that promise is like the little motor at the end of the boat. This, this promise to me is the piece I really want us to walk away with today. It is this little phrase at the very end where, where Jesus looks at the ones that he's commissioning and he says, and surely I will be with you. And surely, not and surely, and surely I, I will be with you to the end of the age. And that's the promise at the very end. It's I'm, I'm gonna be with you. I, I, I am gonna take up residency. Uh, you've, you've got the God of the ages at work through you. And that's the idea that I wanna go with because where I wanna go with today is I wanna go after you being a part of the Great Commission. I want you to just have a, uh, just a refresher as you look at your own life and say, how am I living out this Great Commission? I believe that every, every member at Radiant, every member is a minister. And so the, the way that we do things around here is not just kind of the way that goes, well, there's a, a youth minister and there's a worship minister and there's that preacher minister and, that, that, and then I, 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 just, I just go. 
And then that's it. This, 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 I want you to re, rethink, okay? Because when, when Jesus gives this command, it is that all of us would go into our world and do ministry. And so I wanna invite you to think about the Great Commission and you doing the ministry that God has called you to, like you as a minister. And sometimes that can feel a little bit overwhelming, potentially like the disciples may have felt, but there's this engine, there's this, there's this power, there's this strength. And surely I am with you always. And if I've got Jesus with me, all right. Well, the omniscient God, the omnipotent God, the God of the universe, taking up some residency in me, well then I don't have fear, I have courage. That's where I want us to go today. I wanna, I wanna reset, I wanna look at it. I wanna look at what God's called you to do and for you to walk out with this strength. He's with me, therefore I'm gonna obey whatever he calls me to. Years ago, I uh, went with my friend, Lane Schranz, uh, to Talladega. So if you remember Lane, t- uh, Lane was here. He preached last year, um, and he's one of my closest friends. And he uh, races every year up, up Pikes Peak. And so I met him in 2000, um, and he's won the Pikes Peak Hill Climb three years ago. He's raced it for over 20 years. And so uh, he's, he's just, I mean, it's pretty amazing. He risks his life, races up Pikes Peak. And when he moved to Birmingham uh, to be a pastor at, at Church of the Highlands, uh, he started taking people on races at Talladega, which is a huge racetrack. And so I was down there uh, speaking at a retreat and he said, hey, David, do you want me to take you on a ride around Talladega? I had no, no idea what he's talking about. I sound like a foreign language to me and I declined. I said, no, I'm good. Just give me Starbucks and some Bible commentaries. I'll take the afternoon by myself. And he was like, let me say that again, David, I'd like to drive you around Talladega. <laughs> I was like, I don't need it. That's fine. Just you. And he said, brother, you're going with me. I'm going to show you something. And so I got to this racetrack. I never didn't, didn't know much about it. I mean, I didn't. And, and we got there and he's driving people around. So they pay this fee and then there's multiple race cars going and different people take a ride around Talladega. You jump in the race car and you get, an, the, you get an opportunity, you get your picture taken and it's this whole thing. And so I jumped in and I've done some, some fun things in my life. I have never been more scared in my life. I mean, there's these moments where we're going so fast. I mean, I'm going up on the side, like, like you know, I'm looking down at Lane as he's driving this way. And I mean, it was scary. It was, it was freaky. I mean, it was, it was intense. And, uh, and I was thinking about this idea about about if the invitation would have been, hey, David, would you like to go ride the race car by yourself at Talladega? I'd be like, I'm out. No thanks, I would die. Like, no chance, no way. But it was the thrill of a lifetime, not because of my talent, but because of who was with me. Simple illustration. But here's what I want you to get. With Lane driving, let's go. This sounds awesome. This will be fun. This will be thrilling. This will be great. No lane, no thanks, right? Here's what a lot of us do. A lot of us hear a great commission. We hear Jesus and he says this to his disciples. And there is this command because over the last 2000 years, the church has continued to expand. 
And so this started with people in Galilee around Nazareth knowing Jesus. And then it's grown to when all of a sudden the Roman empire is all of a sudden facing these Christians that are powerful. And today there's a couple billion people that claim to be followers of Jesus. And Jesus continues to build his church. And Jesus is using people like you and me to accomplish his end, which is that you and I would be a part of this great commission to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you. And here's what many of us do. We start to see ourselves taking a step back. We start to think it seems too much. It's too overwhelming. I don't know what I could possibly do. And it's easy to become extremely comfortable just doing a little bit of some, some little bit of church stuff and not having a mindset of I am a minister and I have a calling in the great commission. And Jesus has invited me in to be a part of his commission. And how can I be obedient? And this actually might be far more thrilling than sitting in the stands and watching the race. I can go and I can jump on in. And I wanna invite you today to come before the Lord. That's where we're gonna go at the end of the prayer time, where you're gonna just take a second and say, Lord, let's take inventory. Where am I at with this great commission? Where, where, where am I at in being a minister? Like, Lord, am I doing? Am I doing the stuff you've called me to do? Have I slowly just kind of slipped and started watching? Or am I in the race? Am I, am I a part? Am I doing what you've called me to do? Because when I hear this, I hear this, this Matthew 28, and, and there's, there's, I see a few parts in it. First, there's a promise where Jesus says all authority. He looks at these guys, I mean, and he knows them. He's hung out with them. He's not looking at strangers. He's looking at the guys he's invested his life in. And they're looking and some are worshiping and some are doubting because he's alive. <laughs> and not long ago, he was dead. And this is pretty amazing. And they're looking at him going, wow. And he gives this command. All, all authority in heaven and earth. It's actually, he starts with, a, with this, this is a promise. Hey guys, all authority, all, like all. Like every, every, everybody, every demon, like everything. I, I mean, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. That's the moment where you go, whew, you are a big deal. All authority. And then he says, Therefore, and then we get these commands. Therefore, because of that, because I have all authority and you're my guys. Therefore, go into all the world. Now that go process, we're all called to that. And every time you go, there's a little bit of pain. Like every time, it's, what going is, is essentially be uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, it's essentially like whatever, you're, whatever you've got, I mean, you gotta leave something to go somewhere. And whether he's calling you to, another country or whether he's calling you to proclaim your faith or whether he's calling you to whatever, whatever the, the, the gospel proclamation that he's called you to in the going, it's always gonna be a little bit uncomfortable. But here's this, it's a command, go, go into all the world. And then it's this, it's and make disciples of all nations. So it's, okay, what I've taught you to do, the way that I've, I want you to do that with others. Make disciples of all nations baptize them, this public declaration, this, all right, I am, I, I am a follower of Jesus, the, this is an outward statement, so the whole world will know I'm aligned with him, 
It's this baptism, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Fourth command, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. That's a lot. And it's not just teach them to know it, it's teach them to obey it. Like, come on, that's a lifetime of work right there, right? Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And then it's sandwiched at the end or bookended at the end with another promise. Because then he goes, and surely I am with you always. And I wanna talk about that promise at the end today. Because I think that promise fuels us. I think that promise at the end is bigger than we think it is. I think that promise at the end, and sure, I mean, because I picture what these disciples are thinking. Like what's going on in their minds? What's going on in their hearts? Because when they think I'm with you, I don't think for, I mean, they're experiencing it live. It's not for us where we memorized it in second grade or we've heard this before. They're going, you're going to be with me. Yeah. I mean, and they've been with Jesus. Actually, in Mark chapter three, when Mark tells his gospel, the way that he says that Jesus brought his disciples to him, he said that they would be with him. He called his disciples that they would be with him. It's the way that they're invited in and he does life with them. And I picture, I mean, all the moments, all the moments that they had with Jesus in those three years. I mean, they had, they had the miraculous moments, right? Like they had that, those big moments where bam, in John 2, we talked about last week, not all of them were at the wedding of Cana, but some of them were at the wedding of Cana. And they saw that moment where Jesus turned the water into wine. Woo, miraculous moment. They saw Jesus feed the 5,000, multiply the fish and bread. They saw Lazarus. What? They saw the blind, see, I mean, they had in their memory bank. Wow, we've been with him when he's done miracles. But they'd been with him when they just had conversation. Just kind of the mundane moments where they're walking along the road. Hey, I heard you having a conversation about who's the greatest. Let's talk, boys. Hey, so sitting around the fire. Hmm. Who do people say that the son of man is? Let's just talk. Mm. Last Supper conversation all through those core chapters right there in John 14, 15, 16, we get this dialogue. Jesus, hey, I'm not gonna leave you as orphans. Last Supper, we call it the Last Supper because probably there was lots of suppers. (laughs) They did life together, conversation. We've been with him, like we know him. We've walked with him. I think of, I think of the moments where Jesus calmed the storm and he was with them when they went through the storm that could have killed them. And I think in that moment where they get the command, 11 of us go into the whole world, make disciples, all nations, oh man. Baptize them, teach them to obey everything. Ugh. Well, this is a lot. And surely I'm with you. All right. It, it, it's gonna be, you're, you're with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna be at work. I, it's, it's not your strength. You, you be the voluntary conduit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be at work. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be with you. So like, uh, like there's gonna be the omnipotent 
God using me? Uh-huh. Oh, all right. All right, that's a, that, that's a different story. And there's this memory of relationship with Jesus and him at work. Undoubtedly, there's this confidence because it, all through the Old Testament, there's stories of people who were with God and when they were with God, they walked in power. And what they wanted more than anything was to walk with God. Moses said it in Exodus 33, maybe you remember it, where he says, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Why? I want want, want to be be with God. If God is with us, we're good. He's not with us, we're hosed. I want God. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Why? For the Lord your God is will be with you. God with me, wherever you go. Okay. Gideon, Judges 6, 12. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you. Come on, get ready for a battle. Get ready, mighty warrior. Get, it's, it's, it's not the size of your army. It's the fact that God is with you. If God is with you, you got everything. Of course, we all remember David's famous prayer. And I just wanna highlight one of them. Even though I walk through the valley, the shadow of death. You are with me. So imagine in your journey where Jesus gives you a command and it's this great commission. For a couple thousand years, his church continues and you play a role. You are a minister. You're a part of the great commission. God is at work through you, and I imagine this moment where Jesus says, I am with you, and there is this courage. If you're with me, if you've got me, then I'll be all right. And what I wanna invite you today is to start to think about how the Great Commission takes place in your life. Like if Jesus has all authority, and he has all, all, like imagine all. Like when we think of all authority, sometimes we just kind of get scattered. I want you to imagine the person who has all authority. When you are under authority, when you're under someone who has authority over your life, you have a tendency to obey, right? You're just like, all right, whether it's the job, whatever, government, if someone, if someone is in authority over you, you're like, I'll, I'll obey, right? I had a, <laughs> I was 23, my, my first job. I worked for this pastor and he called me. I'd been there six months for not, I'd been married for six months. And he called me on the very day that the Sooners were playing in the national championship, 2001 against Florida State. I'd been, I'd had watch parties with my friends. I was like massive Sooner fan. I'd gone to OU in the nineties. I'm living in Colorado. I'm like, I'm like crazy fan, like awkward, excited fan. And he calls me, Hey David, what's up? Hey, I've got something I'd like for you to do. Oh yeah, man, anything. I'm like, sweet, this is awesome. Hey, David, will you lead the church prayer meeting tonight? (sighs) And I wish I could say that I went to the prayer meeting and sang, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of your glory. But here's what went inside of me. You have got to be kidding me. (laughs) Like, 
We have not played the, in the national championships even the entire nine. Like, like this is insane. But here's what I said. I'll be there. Why? Because he's the boss. And I wanted to have a job on Tuesday. And I just got married and I need a paycheck. And I needed to not lose my job that day. Why? Because he's the place of authority. Right? Thursday night, this last, this last week, three days ago, date night with Renata. And I said to my four kids, hey, while we're on our date, who wants to make a little extra money and wash the car? <laughs> I gave you three bucks. Nobody. Takers? I offered five. Five dollars. Wash the car. Any takers? My son, eight. Daughter, 10. Daughter, 12. Son, 14. Pfft, nothing. So you know what I did? All right, forget it. No money involved. All four of y'all, y'all are all washing the car tonight while I take Renata on a date. We'll see you in two hours, right? Mm, you want to know why? Because I had the authority. Pa, 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 right? All authority in my house. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like a little bit. I don't have much authority, but where I got it, I'm going to exercise it. I mean, you know. All right, I want you to imagine Jesus, he goes, not some authority, not if you want to. Hey, all authority. I have all authority in heaven and on earth. And I'm giving you a command. Like, it's not a great invitation. We call it a great commission because it's, it's a go. It's a command. Ah! I just, but I, I'll do kind of what I feel. No, 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 no. Yeah, but this is America. I know. That's part of our problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I've been trained to only do what I want my whole life. I know. That's partly why we're a little messed up. I want you to read the Lord of the universe saying, go into all the world. <laughs> all authority has been given to me. Therefore, you, my disciples, my friends, my people, <laughs> go into the world. <laughs> so for us, we're starting to say, all right, how do you want me to obey? What do you want me to do? What does it look like for me? And I just want you to take each piece. What does it look like for me to go? Like what, Jesus, what are you telling me to do? Like, just help me see it. Jesus, what does it look like for me to make disciples? What does it look like for me to be part of global evangelism? What does it look like? What, what, what do I do? baptize them. You know what I want to invite you to do? I want you to imagine yourself actually doing the Great Commission. Oh. No, really? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll let other people do that. No, 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 no. This isn't like just a system that we create so that you don't have to do it. Ha! I want you to imagine what would happen if you baptize somebody. Oh. Yeah. Like, come on, come join me. Like next week, we'll do baptisms, right? The way that we do it around here is we get in that portable tank. It's so fun. I love it. It's like when I was a child, you know, we had this fancy baptismal. And in Colorado, we had this mega church where it was this beautiful cross with lights that pop up. And then we plant this church and it's like, we got a hot tub outside. Let's go. I mean, it's just, it's just a fun season of life. Anyway, I want you to imagine yourself because the way that I do it is I say, hey, I want the person that is helping make this disciple. <laughs> 
I want the person that's instrumental in helping them in their journey. I want that person in the tank with me. Sometimes that's dad. Sometimes that's a brother. Some, sometimes that's a friend. Sometimes that's someone who worked with. But I, want you, I just want you to like, like, maybe you could imagine who's the person that I'm called to go and reach and help make disciples. And I want you to think, and I, I invite you in. Baptize them, like run movies in your mind of you baptizing people, right? And we'll make space. I know it's a small tank and I've heard a few people already. I apologize for that. I'm gonna work on it, but I think we can fit. We'll, fi- we'll figure out a way, but I want you to imagine it. What would it look like for you? Make disciples, baptize. I'm gonna picture yourself. What does it look like for me to, how could I help teach? Maybe my own children, Maybe, maybe lead some small group, maybe lead a small group where people don't, even, don't know Jesus yet. And I'm just gonna like kind of jump in and it's gonna be a process to help them get to know Jesus because I have Jesus at work inside of me because he is with me. <laughs> I just want you to picture it like you. Like I'm just here to invite you to ask, how am I being obedient? Like, what's my story? Like when you stand before Jesus, what would happen if the idea of filling up your life with a bucket list of fun things isn't what you accomplished? But when you stand before Jesus, you stand before him, you say, here's obedience to the Great Commission. And I know people get mad. They're like, I like my bucket list. Okay, I wanna invite you, get Jesus all up in that bucket. You know what I'm saying? Don't quote that, but... It sounds weird, but like, like the dreams that are in your heart, they're, they're, it's because it's, it's, it's God has redeemed them and they're Jesus dreams. They're not just like, hey, I want to try to do all the cool stuff. Do cool stuff. That's fine. But man, you're going to stand before him. I just want, I got to, I got to be a faithful witness of what this says right here. Like we gotta, like obedient, like we're gonna stand before him. And I just wanna make sure we stand before him and we go, I, I, you, you have all authority. And I was obedient to go and make disciples. And I just want you to imagine like what that might look like in your own life. And I want you to be encouraged because when you hear that, it can feel like, ah, pressure. I don't want you to feel pressure. I want you to see Jesus saying, I'm with you. This actually isn't about you being awesome. This is about me being awesome. You just be the willing vessel. You just open up. You just, God, I'll do it. I'll, I'll be there. I'll, I, I'll do, I'll just, just and let, let him be at work. And he'll, he'll, we just sang about miracles. You start to see God at work. Listen, everybody, he's still using people. He's still doing miracles. He's still at work. You got to take that step of stepping out of what's comfortable and go and take, the, take some of those steps. And I love the way that Jesus, when he looks at his disciples in that last supper, and he, he talks about how he's going to send the spirit. And it's the way that when we think about taking up residency, we know that we believe in the Trinity. We believe that the Holy Spirit takes up residency in us. And when Jesus refers to sending the spirit, he refers to him as the advocate or the helper. Different versions will say it differently. I like the word helper because I understand helper, right? I'm a child of the 80s. I ate hamburger helper every night. And so 
I know how that works. It helps. <laughs> Otherwise, that burger's miserable, right? You just, whew. Anyway, it helps. It comes along. Here's the reality. When the Holy Spirit, don't tell my mom I said that. Uh, <laughs> the Holy Spirit comes along, and I want you to see him. He's helping. So it's not this command that is, I, I can't possibly fulfill. I can't, po- no. No, it's God at work. He's, he's coming. He's going to help. And I'm telling you, when you've got a friend who is a helper, whoo, you like those friends, right? Like we all know what it is to have friends that don't really help us, but those friends that help, oh, you love them. And I'm telling you, as you step out of your comfort zone where you need God or you're in trouble, he will help you. And you will go, oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Oh, I just took that risk and you're helping me. When Renata and I moved here, we would tell people, hey, see these mountains of Colorado? Lame. See Kansas? Awesome. Come with us. And we had many friends that looked at us with sincerity in the eyes and say, we are your friends. We will watch on Instagram from a distance. But those friends who said, we will help. We love them more than those other people. <laughs> You're gonna help? Yeah. You know what? Dorinsky's, whoo, you are my best friend. What's up, right? Cause you help. I remember right where I was with Renata in the O'Hare airport when the Dorinsky said, we'll go. I honestly began to dance in the airport. Not lying. You can ask Renata. I mean, I just began, what's up? Mm, mm, mm. Come on, oh, why? Because it's like, man, I love them. They're going to help. When Paul and Gabby Barker said, we'll go. I literally, it's funny to me to think about it now, but I was in this desperate place where I thought I had gone crazy. I fell to my knees and just said, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Why? Because they helped. You know what I'm talking about. You have friends. <laughs> Every time you go to move, that's when you find out who your real friends are, right? <laughs> Nobody likes to move, ever. Nobody wants to help you move, ever. I'll give you $3 worth of pizza if you'll come help me move. <laughs> and you think that that's gonna help. No. Anybody that comes helps you move is a true friend. Why? Because it's about you. They are helping you. Here's what I want you to get. You have a friend, a helper, an advocate, and this massive great commission. It can seem overwhelming. Man, David, I don't know how I do all that stuff. Like, whew. here's what I'm inviting you to. Don't be overwhelmed. Be obedient. <laughs> You're not the savior of the world. Jesus is. But he's got this slice of this great commission. He's calling you to do. And all I want to invite you to do today is ask you, Jesus, you're with me. And if you're with me, man, I'm, I'm a force. I'm a, I, I, got, I got a mission. I got calling. I got people to reach. I got something you've called me to do. I am going to go. I am going to make disciples of all nations play my part. I want to I, I, I see so-and-so baptized. Like I know right now, right now it's easy just to not even think of anybody. You just think of an event. 
like, oh yeah, that's the event. Our church, every once in a while, we do baptisms. And I want you to think of an event. I want you to think of people. Who do you know? Who is the Lord calling you to help them come to a place where they see Jesus in you and you help them come to be a Christ follower, baptized? Because I think this Great Commission sandwich bookend, all authority. He's got all authority, all authority. Wow, that's a lot of authority. All authority, not a little, all. And he's got this command, go. Into all the world, make disciples of all nations, make disciples. Baptize them. It's not a little extra addition. It's obedience. Jesus tells us to be baptized. Be baptized. And teach him to obey everything I've commanded you. Command. Whew. That's a lot of commands, Jesus. Yeah, but I have all authority. And guess what? Here's the motor. Here's the strength. I am the friend. I'll help. I'll be with you. It's not, it's not about your strength. It's about mine. You be, you be open. You just step into it and you watch me. I'll be at work. And I believe... I believe God has a part of the Great Commission that if you'll just jump in, if you'll take that risk, seems scary to jump along that track. It's too much, but it's not you driving. I want you to see it. It's Him. And so I'll just, I'll, I'll give my weak little yes, and I'll obey, and I'll see Jesus. Use me to play my part in His mission. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radiant Church, please click give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radiant Church? Check out radiantintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.